On a Tuesday, we catch up with our friend in Australia, Brad Foster, to find out what's happening across the ditch. And Brad joins us now. Hello, sir. Hey, Jesse. How are you going? Good, thank you. Some big spending round your way. The New South Wales Premier has made a big announcement. He has. Uh, he's announced um, yesterday a commitment of $3 billion for Western Sydney hospitals, including $400 million to fund construction of a new hospital in Rouse Hill that was promised uh, by the previous government. Now, this uh, hospital at Rouse Hill, it will be the first adult hospital built in Western Sydney in 40 years, although there's been no confirmation of when exactly it will open uh, Premier said that allocations will also be made to the redevelopment of Fairfield Hospital, Canterbury Hospital, and money will also be allocated for additional beds at Blacktown and Mount Druitt Hospitals. Uh, the population in Western Sydney is currently 2.6 million people, which is likely to grow uh, over the next decade to 3 million people. So new healthcare facilities are certainly needed now and in the future, Jesse. Yes, well, I imagine health will be a big issue in our election campaign, which is uh, underway now, although people kind of tend to tune out with dollar figures, don't they? But the idea of a new hospital, something very concrete that everyone can understand straight away, must be popular. Certainly. Yeah, and, and not a private hospital either. We've had a few private hospitals, but uh, this will be a public hospital. Our uh, biggest hospital in the Western Sydney is Westmead Hospital. It's been redeveloped a few times, but uh, with the population continuing to grow, we're going to need more of them. So this is a, this is a good thing from uh, the Premier. OK, what other ideas from Australia can we pinch? What's this Housing Australia Future <laughs> Fund? Well, this is a... Um, uh, uh, the the Prime Minister announced this uh, um, at the last election or when, when he got elected. It's a commitment uh, that he would assign $10 billion to a fund that would help to build 30,000 more social and affordable homes. Now, the money will be invested in all returns, which could be up to $500 million a year, would be spent on building these new homes for disadvantaged people. Uh, the Greens, however, earlier this year, they would not give the fund the green light and the bill stalled in the Senate. But this week, they reached agreement with uh, the government reached agreement with the Greens and they'll now spend a, a, a billion dollars immediately on public and community housing and they've made a commitment of a further two billion dollars to social housing. Uh, the Greens also wanted a cap on rents, uh, which were they they were unable to secure, but uh, they appear to have been responsible for the government finding more money for immediate action and I think uh, certainly that's a good thing. Apparently. Uh, uh, One-third of all Australians rent their homes and the high cost of living, that's getting harder for most people. So uh, another another good uh, government initiative. And Mr Albanese said of the 30,000 new homes, um, 4,000 will be set aside specifically for women and children impacted by domestic violence and older women at risk of homelessness. So uh, maybe your government can take that one, Jesse. Yeah, interesting. There's a couple of different ideas there, right? One is that you put a big chunk of money into investments and use the return to pay for social community housing, and the other is just spending it directly on housing. Sounds like that that latter one was the compromise from the Greens. Um, yes. Anything else happening over your way? Um, well, asthmatics are being told to stay indoors if they can in Sydney this week. Uh, much of the city is surrounded by smoke due to a lot of controlled burning of bushland. Um, this is happening in preparation for what could be a very hot summer, or I'm sure it'll be a very hot summer, and uh, a, a 
fire season that uh, uh, could be pretty bad. So they're trying to uh, they're trying to get ahead of um, that at the moment. But uh, asthmatics are being told to uh, to uh, stay inside if they can. Uh, now Australia is in the middle of uh, footy finals fever at the moment. I'm sure you know rugby league and uh, Australian rules football. And I know yeah. that the Warriors. The Warriors didn't do so well against Penrith, but they do have another chance against uh, Newcastle this weekend. And the Sydney Morning Herald uh, today is running a story asking, is there a shift in the sporting landscape across the Tasman? Huh. Uh, they have a quote quote from uh, Sir Peter Leach. Uh, he believes um, New Zealand is gradually shifting from the historical domination of the All Blacks uh, perhaps to rugby league. I don't know. I've heard that uh, certainly a lot of fans over there and not just in Auckland anymore for the um, your uh, rugby league team. Well, it helps, it helps when they win. Um, yes. And we do all get the fever when they're playing well. It just hasn't been you know that consistent over the years. Um, whether there's been a momentum shift, yeah, intre- I mean, aside from this season, whether there's um, something bigger going on, be keen t- uh, for the listeners to... Um, have their say. They could text me on that one on two one zero one. How are you guys looking in the Rugby World Cup? Um, well, we had a win in in rugby on Sunday in against Georgia. Um, it's our first win in a while. Um, we do play Fiji Monday morning, which I'm uh, sure is going to be a lot harder because I think they beat uh, didn't they beat England? Uh, they came close. Before? They should have beaten well, them, but close. just it was was it Wales? I think or was it, I was only half oh, watching the news last night. Yeah, um, but they were playing well. Yeah, it was a very uh, heartbreaking win as far as I could see, or heartbreaking loss. Um, so yeah, Australia will want to win that one. Uh, and then New Zealand, may, Namibia, uh, Namibia, we're not too worried about that one, I don't think. No, no, I think that will be okay. And uh, you've got, uh, so you've got football Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon if you follow both codes. Yeah, I think <laughs> the Warriors one's at home as well. That'll be a huge, huge match. Um, and I understand some happy news in your personal life, Brad. Yes, I was going to mention uh, this, uh, and I should be on your Freaky Friday segment. I, I mentioned to you on air um, last time we spoke that I lost my passport during COVID. Well, just after I spoke to you, uh, I had to get a, a birthday card for my nephew, uh, whose birthday it was, and send it away. And uh, I didn't have the right-sized envelope uh, for the card, so I went into a Christmas box where we keep Christmas cards, um, paper. Uh, we only get it out once a year, and you wouldn't believe it. In the middle of that was my was my passport. Oh, hey. Uh, that, it must have been you, Jesse. You must have sent me some uh, some vibes or something. Because, that is uh, so cool. That there is no better feeling in the world than finding something that you thought was lost. I'm just going to say. I know, that. and I've looked through. I've looked through our spot where our passports are for the past two years, thinking it would miraculously reappear in that uh, correct uh, correct place, but it hasn't. And then. It's yeah, it's credible. So watch out any uh, any discounted uh, airfares to New Zealand, Jesse. I might be over. You never know. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the wedding ring has uh, been my um, thing. I've lost a couple of times over the years since the wedding, and because um, it was just a little bit sort of oversized for me. Both times I got it back in unlikely circumstances. But after a week of eating oh. in Tokyo last week, Brad, I don't think there's much chance of it coming off anytime soon. It's my insurance <laughs> policy. Thank you, sir. Great to talk to you as always. Thanks, Jesse.